0: Don Necker comes all the way from South Africa to speak with the antidote. Okay, so he's not actually here in person, but Skype works just as well. Don's the guitar and bass player for the old-timers. Don, good to have you here. Hey, good to be there. This is really a switch for you, Don. You're usually at the other end of the mic, being the host of the JCHC Slam and Dance show. You sure this is really going to work for you?
1: I don't know. I'm going to ask you questions.
0: Could be. We can make that happen.
1: <laughs> so you
0: got to tell me, what's the attraction of punk music for you, Don?
1: Well, I started when I was probably about 12, 13. I just loved the energy, the vibrancy. I probably haven't been that much into the, the fashion side of it. Just the pure energy, uh, the angst. You know, that, that's the kind of stuff that was sort of the attraction for me. You know
0: you never got into the spikes and the uh multiple oh, hair I, I did, colors? I mean
1: you know obviously, but it wasn't like the main thing for me. The music was more the main thing. How was it that
0: you came about to choose the name the Old Timers?
1: Well, it was actually um Dave Emerson, my bandmate from um, locals, he was the one that came up with the name, and I just said, "Yeah, let's go with it. He's a bit younger than me, he's about either. Mom. I don't want to lie now, but probably like 10 years younger, there. but he's also feeling, you know, like in the punk scene, you get to a certain age and everyone looks at you and says, ah, it's time for you to leave, you know? <laughs> so it's that kind of thing, you know, where we said, okay, well, he said, we'll call ourselves the old timers, you know, around it. And I said, well, that's okay. That's cool. We'll go with it, you know?
0: Well, it's just saying that you're experienced. Yes. <laughs> The old-timers has to have the oddest band setup I've ever seen. You have to explain how you can create music when you and Dave don't live anywhere near each other in South Africa, And you have a drummer that's all the way off in Idaho.:
1: Yeah:
0: <laughs> That's insanity.
1: You, know, look, the whole thing was just crazy for us from the start. You know um, When we met, it was actually through a mutual friend um, that I me and said, "Hey, listen." Um, Davis coming through to your town. You've got no place to stay. Would you house them? And I said, well, I don't really know them, but yeah, um, let me get in contact with him, and I'll see what we can do. And uh, yeah, he stayed for about a week at our house. We got on quite well. We enjoyed the same kind of music and things like that. We actually never even discussed band-related, like I can put something together or anything like that. But it was actually like a foundation from where we we went from. And uh, when he went back to Cape Town. Um, I was busy in transition with my business, and uh, I had some spare time, and I put a couple of songs together, and I said, hey, listen, this is what I've done, and he came back to me and said, wow, this is pretty awesome. Can, can I put some vocals to this, some lyrics? And I said, why not? And uh, he kind of did that, and um, we put out a little very rough EP, and then it got picked up by, I think it was Dusty Darrow of Caustic Fallout. Oh, right. Then he shared that with Dave Aaron of Thumper Punk, and then he came back to us and said, well, why don't you guys do a full album? And I I wasn't really thinking of going forward with the band as as such, because it wasn't really a band. It was more a project and a fun thing. I mean, the ultimate thing of it was just to do it for fun, and that's why the name the old times again. It was just a a fun thing, you know? There there was no intention to look back now from where I'm standing now, and we've got, like, four or five albums later kind of thing. So... Yeah, it was something different, and uh, yeah, and then we kind of said, well, "Why not?" You know, and we drew up the contract with Dave, and yeah, then we came out with Solid De Gloria. It had its moments, even with Solid De Gloria. Um, you know, you're back and forth. You're doing your part, you're singing back, and that guy does his part, and it's back and forth, back and forth. So it's not the easiest process to do, I'm sure at times. both. I mean, I know I was at times stressed, and Dave was definitely stressed, and I'm sure Seth. We did all the mixing. He was stressed, trying to bring all this together to sound good, you know. And it's the first time any one of us has done that kind of thing. You know? So, are you saying that you and
0: Dave would actually get together, or you're just sending uh, stuff back and forth over the net?
1: Back and forth over the net, yeah. So it's time, it's uh, patience you need, you know. And at one point, my computer crashed, and so there was all of that, and I was like wondering if I've lost everything that we recorded. So there was all this thing thrown into it. So it's not like we were at a studio where you say, okay, no, no, problem. We just get the files out the, the hard drive kind of thing. Oh, man. Okay, and then what about
0: the drummer part of it?
1: At that time, we had um, Matt Gessius, who played drums from False Idol. Yeah, he volunteered to do the drums first. Um, so then what happened is we would do all the music. Um, I can't remember with, with that album, the first album, if we mixed it all properly together and then sent it and in. he included the drum tracks and then sent it back to Seth. So it was, it's, a, it's a real round and round and round and round process. Like kind of going from myself to Dave then Dave will come back with it to me and then, then it'll go both tracks will go back to Seth Seth then would do some stuff with it then it'll come back to me um, we can try and fine tune a few things whatever. Then it'll go back to um, Matt. Matt will do his thing. Matt will send his drum tracks to Seth Seth would then try and pull everything together.
0: <laughs> oh, I can't even imagine that.
1: Yeah, so Seth was the guy, you know, he's, he's the genius in all of this. He's like the unwritten band member of the old-timers. You know, he's become like the fourth member, if you want to call it because he puts everything together and makes it makes sound good. And you're talking about Seth Idol of False From, Idol? Uh, yeah. I guess you should explain
0: the relationship because all these bands that we're talking about are all centralized onto one label called Thumper Punk Records. Yes. Is Christ-centered bands that are all in the punk genre.
1: Yeah. I think it's kind of sort of now, like even like our band, I wouldn't call it exactly now um, pure punk band anymore. Um, We've kind of gone the route of uh, crossover a little bit. So, yeah, so I think the, the bands are evolving on the label. But, yeah, the inherent thing is it's punk bands, mostly, yeah.
0: In crossing over, why do that?
1: Uh, I suppose also for myself, you know, when when I sit down and put a song together, it's, it's not just that I go out there and say, okay, I want to do a punk rock song, per se. I mean, that's part of the DNA of the song. But um, I just put down a few things, and it comes out, and it's like, okay, this sounds like hardcore, and I go with it, you know? So it's that involvement, and then also the whole thing of when you've done like an album like with which kind of did well for us, um, just in terms of um, getting a lot of attention, you need to move on to something else, and, and try and try to expand that, and in order to expand it, I couldn't be limited by what I did previously. So you kind of evolve from that, and you want to put a bit more technicality in it, you know, and things like it. It's been evolving in in the process, you know?
0: It's funny that you had sort of talked about your first demo that you sort of poo-pooed, but Punk's Not Dead, Nor Are we. That was a great release.
1: Yeah, it, it was. It, well, we were surprised by it as well, and attention it got. We never thought anything of it. You know, like I said, the whole thing was I made a couple of songs, sent it over and said, hey, look what I'm doing. He said, well, hey, that's pretty cool. Can I do vocals? And uh yeah, just from there, let's do, let's do a fun thing. You know? I mean, the whole key thing was the fun aspect, and that's been sort of like the the backbone through every single release is that if this thing doesn't become fun anymore for us, then we're going you know, to just walk away from it, you know? <laughs> so that was a fun thing, and yeah, and then obviously it grew from there, and uh, yeah, we were surprised. I mean, I was very surprised. I'm still very surprised at the growth of um, the band and the in terms of just the fans and things like that. Look at our Facebook page and stuff. I said, like, hey, there's "There's still life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, a few minutes ago, you brought up the point about the songwriting. What's the process for that? You're doing all the songwriting?
1: Yes. I do all the songwriting in the band, and then Dave does the lyrics and the vocals. Okay. Now
0: I understand. Okay, talk about that lyrical part of it. I mean, obviously, your lyrics have a definite focus on Christ, but yeah. are you considering, like, the old-timers as a pulpit you can preach from?
1: Well, you know, the old-timers, is, is, like I said, A, we are about having fun, and then B is a ministry. So, for us, it's been ministry-focused, I mean, both Dave and myself involved in ministry. Um, Dave when he was here in, in Cape Town, he's now moved back to Scotland. Um, he was a pastor at a church in Cape Town. I'm a children's pastor at a church in my hometown. So that's part of um, who we are. So obviously there's going to be a very strong presence of Christian lyrics, of our faith and things like that in our songs, yes. Every now and then we th- we throw a crazy song in it, like uh, Gunny's... Never Die, or um, that hippo song we did, and stuff like that, so yeah.
0: Right, and the
1: song about Circle Pits. Yeah,
0: and Circle Pits. I mean,
1: you know, it's, it's just who we are, you know, it's like, we have this message but at the same time, we also like having fun.
0: Well, hang on, I've got to get it straight, so Dave is yes. back in Scotland, he's not living actually in South Africa anymore.
1: Yes, he's back in Scotland now. No, so now it's even got more weirder, <laughs> in terms of recording. <laughs>
0: Okay. That's crazy. I admire you guys. My stress levels would go right out the top.
1: <laughs> no, it's fun though. We enjoy it, eh?
0: Oh man. And that's why you do it, right?
1: Yeah. We're having fun, you know, and uh, we've made wonderful friendships from it. You know, Um, Seth uh, Adolf, for instance, he's one of my closest friends and we've never met, but um, we are really, really, really good friends. You know? Same with Dave Aaron and things like that, you know? So, so really, I mean, between myself, Seth, and, and Dave, I mean, we really, really got good friendships going there, you know. And, um, yeah, we made some really, really awesome friends. So, yeah, it's, it's actually amazing. You know? it's, it's almost ridiculous. You know, when I, when I explain to people, even in my hometown, what I do and how we do it, you kind of get this blank stare back at you. <laughs> yeah, you know, how does this all work? You know, it's like it almost feels like you're telling a tall tale. <laughs> And it's sort of like the journey that we've gone on, you know, with all the things, even in myself that I'm doing, you know, like with, with the radio show and when you sit down at a table with a bunch of people and they go, so what do you do? Well, this is what I do and this is how we do it. And they're kind of looking and say, yeah, I okay. care. Somewhere within this is a tall tale.
0: The old timers seems to be constantly putting out new music. I mean, since 2011, I looked it up, you've put out... Four EPs, one full length, plus some singles. Don, don't you ever have trouble coming up with new ideas?
1: <laughs> I think we're getting there. <laughs> I think we're getting to that point. It's like, um, you know, we did one particular song um, on Solidar Gloria called This City. Now, This City, is really, I mean, put us on the map. i am got to say that. that. That's the one song that's put us on the map.
0: That's a killer, killer song. That is so well done.
1: That song, on any sort of radio station, you know, and stuff like that, guys are just wanting that particular song. So many times i looked at that song and said, how can we actually improve on what we've done with that song? And that song initially was never supposed to even be on that album. What happened was that we did a whole lot, and at the last minute I said, what about this one? And he said, well, okay, okay, let's, let's, let's do it. So it was the very last song that sort of like, just came under the radar into the album at the very last minute. That song
0: is so heartfelt, and that's what really comes across during the song This City.
1: Well, you know what, with, with Dave Emerson, he's a very passionate guy, and, um, you know, being in where he was and stuff and the things that he's been doing there, um, there was something of, of his heart, you know? That's has been the beauty of the old time, is with Dave and the lyrically he does. It's always from his heart. So he's very passionate about it. And, and that energy and passion comes through the lyrics and through his vocal intensity, you know?
0: And he did sort of a similar theme song with the one called This State.
1: Yes. That, that was sort of like, again, just focusing on South Africa and the political environment that we're in. It kind of impacts that quite nicely of, of where we are
0: politically. And that's that
1: punk mentality coming through. Yes, yes. And there's always been it. I mean, the, the city, um, the punk mentality to it, you know? The punk edge to it. Lyrically, um, musically, and it, yeah. Because punk has always had that focus at looking
0: at social issues, you know, political yeah. issues, some of the negatives in society. And you guys yeah. are still carrying through with that, but much of punk has dropped that.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, well, you know, we feel something that needs to still be said in and- and shit, you know, we we live lives daily, and those things influence us um, positively or negatively every day. So still important, you know?
0: Well, the old-timers have really taken it to a whole new level, though. You brought out a pair of EPs this year. Turn It Off yes. and Turn It Up. You know, they have very differing viewpoints, mm. the songs on each of the EPs. Is that why you decided to split it up instead of doing a full-length?
1: Yes, exactly. It's very different. Both are... Totally, it wouldn't have worked as a full-length album.
0: You're really harsh on those EPs. I mean, you dump on televangelists, uh, also ignoring the needy and dumping on self-righteous Christians. Yes, yes. I don't know. In- instead of saying you were being harsh, was it that you were just angry?
1: Um, you know, again, you know, myself and Dave, you know, being pastors ourselves, I suppose and living in that country that we got and stuff, um, you know, we've got, we got lots of strong passions and a lot of strong feelings and emotions. So Dave would probably be better to answer this question for you, but I can to in large extent answer it. He said, you know, like with Homeless Friends, we've got Nina Lopez of the lead involved on it as well. Her heart is also for homeless people and things like that. And, and often when people see homeless people, they want to withdraw from that person. You know, and things like that. Mm -hmm. And we kind of also make up our mind about that person often. We don't even know the person's circumstances or where he's come from or whatever. But we kind of already have this preconceived thought when that person comes up to us. And because sometimes we get bombarded, like especially in our country, where there there is a lot of homelessness and things like that, um, you kind of like get irritated sometimes because people are always asking for stuff. Please, can I have this? Please, 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 you know? Um, we've got a very, very high poverty line here. So what happens is that they get sort of marginalized. We need to uh, like help these people. You know, we ride in, in our cars daily. You know, I'm fortunate to have two cars, a big house, and things like that. Um, maybe I can scale down and uh, help somebody else out. Yeah. Do, do we really need the things we have? And c- can't we help somebody else if we just have a little bit less than what we have become so comfortable with.
0: So that's how the song Homeless Friends came about.
1: Yeah, it's around that, you know, it's that kind of thing. Again, it's just a, you know, a full-on passion, you know. Jesus also pay attention to it. We paying attention to it, it's part of our heart, it's part of the, the need in our cities. You know, we, we are city-oriented individuals, myself and Dave, we're for our cities. So, you know, things like that that are on our hearts, yeah.
0: And then the dumping on people, televangelist, what brought all that on? <laughs> Dave was really on a rant writing
1: that. Yeah. Dave's got a very, very strong stance when it comes to televangelism, And I don't blame him. Um, if you see a lot of the televangelists um, that are on TV and things like that, they, they do tend to push the whole money thing. Mm-hmm. Um, God bless you, but put $20 in the, in the bin, please. You know, that kind of thing. And... It's not a it's not a true picture of Jesus if you're gonna call that. You know, would Jesus live in a, in a in a a ten bedroom mansion? So it, it was sort of like there's something that's very strong on his heart in terms of that, you know, like seeing, you know, evangelists preaching saying, Well, you know what, I'll give you a good message but and I'll give you hope but but at the same time please give me money, you know? And then that money doesn't go back into society, it goes to feed his fortunes, you know the the big house that he's got at home the the airplane you know that kind of thing, so it was it was it was a a real strong stance that Dave has with it yeah, you tend to get um, upset
0: when you see about televangelists and looking for a sixty million dollar jet
1: yes, you know you kind of do get upset and then you go like, well, that could' have fed like a whole lot of people and and often people are blinded by those kind of things, you know. The big planes, the the tour mansions, and, and things like that, you know? So, yeah. Well, both of those songs
0: were from Turn It Off. Talk yes. about Turn It Up. You've got a song called Angela.
1: Now, I don't know too much lyrically about it, but um, with Angela, like I said, we've got such a complicated way of recording and doing things. <laughs> it's hard to even know what the other's thinking. Yes, you know, that kind of thing. So... Angela, again, is just a testimony of, um, you know, I don't have to like talk to him, but I think, I think it is based on a true story of, of a hitchhiker that he did pick up who was a Satanist. And just him trying to relate back and forth about God and then her, obviously, talking about her problems and stuff like that, you know, that kind of thing. So, and it's kind of like a, a thing also, of, you know, from my point of view as well, being a Christian often, if you, if you say yourself, who's not a Christian, you say yourself, you're, you're a Christian. They kind of sort of back up and sort of like close their doors on you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and yet we're the same people. We're dealing with the same problems, um, paying taxes, you know, and all those kind of things. I'm dealing with the same sort of situations of life as that specific person is, you know. It's that kind of sort of divide that sometimes creates, like if you come up to somebody and you're opening to say you're Christian to somebody, um, some people will just either shut you down or shut down themselves sort of like say, well, okay, well, he's probably one of those righteous people, blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, we can actually talk, and we probably find we've got a lot, lot of familiarities. Well, with putting out
0: these two EPs, do you really yeah. feel that people are going to change by hearing Turn It Off and Turn It Up?
1: Well, we, we kind of always got a hope in our hearts for that kind of thing. And um, like I said before, we we are really just... Taking stuff that's on our on our hearts and putting it on onto record. So we're doing this because we love it. It's part of who we are. And if people don't like it, the then well, so be it. But you know, we really haven't received a lot of actually any real negativity from the secular scene, particularly from the secular punk scene, with anything that we've done. In fact, we've had, probably had more praise from the secular guys than the punk, the Christian guys. Christian guys going, "Oh, these guys are too religious," or whatever. <laughs> One particular radio host once said to me, um, said, well, you are voicing an opinion. We also having an opinion. And you've got an equal right to voice an opinion as we do. And the guy was like, kind of like, don't apologize for what you're saying. Just do it. And we can see you guys are sincere about it. You guys are not just like saying a whole bunch of stuff and, and there's no meat or credit behind it. You know, maybe we're an anomaly or whatever. But then I also say the way you come across, you know, as individuals behind the music, um, I'm a very approachable sort of person. So if you you make yourself approachable and open and you don't want this guy coming down on everyone's throats in in person, um, they tend to sort of like say, okay, wait, wait a minute, this guy's actually a normal guy, you know? Yes, he's got strong viewpoints and stuff, but he's actually at the end of the day a normal guy.
0: Exactly. Oh old-timers music. Where
1: do you get it? Well, you can, you can go to Thumper Punk Records. Um, we are on Bandcamp. There's iTunes, Amazon, you know, Spotify. There's quite a few platforms where you can get our music from. Best one, I would say, is go and support Thumper Punk Records. Um, Dave Aaron does an awesome job in sort of um, promoting us as, as bands, with a lot of time and effort in, in us. Um, so yeah, I'll, 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 I personally would prefer people when Straight to Thumper Punk Records. Um, so we're busy with some new material at the moment. Another EP coming out. You guys
0: are always have something new coming out.
1: <laughs> it's a little bit more harder. Uh, well, we, I would not say harder. It's, it's going back to our sort of like our roots in, in terms of like Solidarity Gloria. The first songs on that um, sort of going back to that kind of thing. The songs are a lot shorter than what we've ever done before as well. Mm. Um, so you you're having one, two, three, ba 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 ba. Is that?
0: Well, I'm going to look forward to that, too. Well, before we finish up, Don, I heard somewhere that you make pies. Is that
1: serious? Yeah. (laughs) I used to make an awesome pie. I had a pie business for like two years, three years. Um, Yeah. And I made some awesome pie, meat pies.
0: Meat pies. And what's your
1: favorite pie to make? Um, I love pepper steak. So I made an awesome pepper steak pie.
0: Okay, then how much are you going to charge me to send me one to Canada?
1: <laughs> to be the most expensive pie in the world. <laughs> <laughs> you would have to put it up on a mantelpiece.
0: <laughs> the antidote has been here with Don Denecker of The Old Timers. Don, this has been a lot of fun, man. Thanks for coming on.
1: That's no problem, man. Eh? Okay.